Welcome to my box. I'm Joe Green. It's the podcast where I get in my soapbox and I talk about things that are near and dear to my heart. This is another one of those bonus episodes. This is Behind the Mic 4. If you listen to the first three Behind the Mics, you know that these are personal stories to me and how my life relates to this podcast. So on this Behind the Mic 4, I'm going to tell you the story of why Phase 2 ended, which is Season 2 of On My Box, and how Act 3, which is Season 3, how that began. So Brandon suggested I tell this story. I hear it takes a lot to talk about your mental health, to be open about it. But I feel that if I tell these stories about my triumph over mental health, maybe it might help some of the listeners out there who are still struggling to gain stability over their mental health. This story deals deeply with my mental health, just like in Behind the Mic, Episode 1. And again, I'm going to be very graphic and honest. So in March, COVID hit and it shut down everything. I was in the Navy. I was about to retire and everything just stopped. At the time, I was going through my group therapy. I'd go once a week. Now with COVID, we couldn't do that. You had to social distance. So just like that, they stopped the group therapy. Now I was close to my retirement and I only had one more appointment left with my one-on-one doctor, who's also the doctor that led the group therapy. So we did a phone conference appointment. It was quick, but all in all, that was it. It was over. And the group had helped me through a lot. I know group therapy is not for everybody, but for me, it really helped me overcome a lot of pain, a lot of depression. I would go to group to battle depression after my suicide attempt. And one thing I learned from the group is that I disattached myself and the group helped me learn how to deal with emotions, how to establish relationships. And it was like a drug. Like I'd go every Thursday and I'd leave group and I'd feel really, really, really good. But by the time I got home, just like that drug wore off, like I was down. But in time, I learned how to to cope with that. And I established bonds with some of the people in the group, became Facebook friends. Like outside of the group, we still kept in touch, which helped. Now, when the group got shut down, that was it. It was all fucking done. It was over. And then I wasn't going to work. In the Navy, they let us phone muster, which is equivalent to telecon and in. So now I'm sitting at home by myself. I'm not going to group. I'm not going to work. I'm separated. I don't see my kids. Slowly, my mind is eroding. I just started to get worse and worse. Now, I still had the podcast. And in March, I was still pumping out podcast episodes. But just sitting there. And it got me to a point where I didn't want to do the podcast anymore. Dealing with all of my real life shit. Separation. Broke as fuck, missing my kids, just hating life. Like the podcast was all I had to bring me joy. And slowly, even that started to fade. I just did an episode with Dave and we were talking about doing the next episode. He said when issue 11 of The Offspring came out, he'd come back and we were going to do an episode talking about 90s comic books. Just the difference between 90s comic book writing and today. And I was all for it. But deep down, I was lying to him because I was burnt out. My depression had taken over and the podcast just wasn't fun. One thing about being (laughs) depressed is you learn how to lie to your friends and live a lie. You put on a fake smile. And that's what I was doing. I was putting on a fake smile because in the end, I was sitting there every day in a house by myself, falling back into a pit of hopelessness and despair. Now, I was close to retirement, and I had went to school to be a merch marine. I got my credentials. 
And I expected to just roll into the being a merchant marine right after I left the Navy. But with COVID, the merchant marine academy was closed. Their resources weren't there. No one was coming to work. So like now I'm starting to fucking panic. Like, fuck, I don't have a job. And my Navy paycheck ends May 31st. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Compound that with everything else going on. You battling depression and shit just gets worse and worse. Shit just gets worse. <laughs> and it got to a point where, like I said, all the, the relationships that I established, I just started slowly pushing them away, pushing them away. And things that I like to do, like the podcast, just wasn't fun. And that's when I decided, okay, when I get to the 50th published episode, that's going to be it. I'm going to wrap it up. And I did with the intention of not doing the podcast again, because at, by this point, my mind was just was gone and my will to live was also gone. So if you're thinking what I was doing is exactly what I was doing, I was planning to just call it quits in life. I figured, hey, I finished the Navy. I did 20 years. That's successful. Separating my kids, that's that life is over. They'll move forward without me. And hey, I got 50 episodes in the podcast. Buzzsprout sent me the little achievement email. So I, I called the raps and I was planning to not live past June 1st. I didn't see any life after June 1st. To wrap up the podcast, I said there were some stories I wanted to tell. And honestly, the reason I did the behind the mic episodes was to tell those stories before I terminated my life. Kind of like writing your suicide note. I wanted people to know what I went through with the podcast. And I especially wanted DJ Thread to know the importance of him doing that episode with me. And I know you're like, well, shit, if that shit was so important, why didn't you have the will to live? Because I didn't. And that's the scary thing about depression. The things that you life don't mean shit. The first time I tried to, to kill myself, I didn't care about what happened to my kids and how they would be affected with their father killing himself. I'd lost that will. And once again, just being in quarantine by myself, I had gotten to that point where I didn't want to live. So I did those three episodes to tell the final stories for this podcast. Now, we had planned to do a retirement barbecue, and I had people from, hell, all over the world. My buddy Kellen was coming from Germany. Good old Mike Grafton, he was coming from Indianapolis. I had friends from Connecticut coming down. So this was going to be the grand finale, the big bang. One last big party to celebrate my Navy career. And honestly, after that, I intended to, to, to off myself after that party. Go out with a bang. Go out like Scarface. <laughs> now, because of COVID and Virginia shutting down, that had to be canceled. So I just, well, fuck it. <laughs> What's the fucking point? I mean, there was still some gas left in the tank. I was dating somebody at the time. We had started the Dynasty Builders. But even then, like, it just wasn't enough. We had planned to record a second episode and I canceled it. And I know Brandon and Mike, they knew what I was going through. And if you're saying, well, why come your friends don't like run to your aid and stuff? Because they know that there's no matter what they say or do, I'm just that fucking stubborn and nothing's going to change it. Brandon's come to my aid. He's ran to my house to make sure I was okay at times. Mr. Hero Talk, he's always animate. Why don't you fucking call me? I'll come get you. you know, I haven't made people call me, but that's... I'm not going to fucking call when I'm when I'm down like that. But Brandon, he knows the signs, so he just watches. And he kind of knew that, put two and two together, that the party would be the grand finale. 
Now, I don't know what happened. June 1st came and went, and I was still here. And I was like, okay, what do I do next? Slowly, Virginia started to open up. And I said, okay, well, now we can have our party, so let's try this again. <laughs> Let me have this one big party before I go out. And I remember it was like a week before the party. I was with Brandon, a friend of ours, Tanner. We were sitting in the backyard, and I, and I told him. I told him I was, I was brutally honest with him. Like, yo, man, my will to live is not there. And this party is, this is it. I did my Navy time, separated, moving on. I'm good. And Tanner, he, he was freaked the fuck out, you know. He was worried that after the party that was going to be it. And, and he called and he, I mean, he checked up on me and stuff. But it just, Brandon tried to tell him, like, no matter what, Joe's going to do what Joe's going to do. It just gotten so bad for me personally. Just the loneliness, the depression, the, the emptiness, like the bleak future. Like, here I am now, I'm unemployed, without a job. My money's running out. I just sat there like... Why the fuck is this happening to me? Like, why do I feel this way? Like, my group is gone. One of my flaws is I don't burden my friends with my issues. Group was helping with that. I didn't have the group. So now I was on my own, and, and I just quit. I'd quit, and mother would always tell me. I talked to my mother every Sunday. She said, oh, you need to pray. You need to pray. And I believe in a higher power. I believe in the gods and the heavens, but I don't believe in organized religion. And I pray. There are times in life when I prayed, and my prayers have been answered, but I don't rely on it. This is something I had to get myself out of. And I was just, I was beaten, tired, beaten, and done with it. To the night, <laughs> like the week before Juneteenth, I tell people I had my Conan prayer when I just like, just started yelling. I'm in bed. It, I can't sleep. And I'm like, why, why are you fucking doing this to me? Why do I feel this way? Why am I going through this shit every fucking day? Like, please just end this. Please end my suffering. Either make things better or just fucking end it. Please end it now because I'm fucking done. I can't take this shit no more. The girl I was dating, that relationship was pretty much over. And I woke up the next day after that prayer and I said, you know what? This is it. I'm going to do this. And it was the Thursday before Juneteenth. And that Sunday was Father's Day. And Austin had planned to uh, get uh, some Olive Garden. And we would all, me and Austin and my other kids, Zachary and Adriana, we would go to the park and eat. And enjoy Father's Day. And I okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's a great idea. With the sole intention of I was gonna do that before Father's Day. Like I said, I, I didn't care. I didn't care what they felt, I didn't care what they were gonna go through. I was just done. So I woke up that Thursday before Juneteenth, went to Walgreens, got some uh some Benadryl. I say, like, okay, so this is what I'm gonna do, man. I'm gonna cut my wrist, I'm gonna bleed out, take some Benadryl, get me drowsy, fall asleep, bleed out, call it a life. Like, I'd said that for a while. Like, there's a problem with sitting there depressed. Just think about things. And that was the plan. But that Thursday, I woke up and I went to Walgreens. And I got the fucking Benadryl. And I'm like, yep, I'm really going to fucking do this. Got back to the place I'm staying at. Got on a computer. Wrote out my little, my note. I wrote the note out. I had a quick message to my immediate family members. My mother, my uncles, my aunt, my sister. Put a little note. You know, check the computer. Note on the computer. Left it open. So then I got on my cell phone and I wrote out text messages to specific people with the intention of, okay, when I bleed out, just press send so that those people can get their last message from me. Brandon was the one I intended to find me. I gave him just a simple instruction. The, the side door is open so he could come in and find my body. I, I, there was a girl that 
that I worked with that I, I kind of got feelings for. And, and I told her honestly how I felt about her. <laughs> she said she got the longest message out of everybody. But I set all this stuff up. And then around five o'clock, I grabbed that bottle of Benadryl and I drank like half of it, hoping to get all woozy. Got some ice, tried to numb up my wrist, found the biggest knife in the kitchen and just started cutting. Again, like my first suicide attempt, like I get, I'm just a bitch for pain. And as soon as I started cutting, like, holy shit, like, it, it just started hurting. And I'm like, I can't do this. But my mind was like, nah, fuck this. We're done. And, like, I just kept on putting that pressure. Kept on putting pressure to break skin. As I'm cutting, when I tell people this story, I tell them that this is where divine intervention came in. Like, I started cutting my wrist, and my phone goes off. It's a message from one of the guys in my group. His name is Steve. And he calls. Just out of the blue. I hadn't talked to Steve since group. Like, this is June. We stopped doing group in March. I hadn't talked to him once. And he now he's calling me. Of all the times, he's calling me right now. I'm like, huh. So I ignored it. Keep on cutting it. And then he calls back again. Like, Jesus Christ. So now I'm like, now I'm like frustrated. Because <laughs> he's like interrupting my flow. So I go in the bathroom. I lock the door. But of course, I take the phone with me. Because I had these text messages that I had to send out when I bled out. And then I get in the bathroom. And then a the girl I was dating, and we got into an argument, and we hadn't spoken for like a week. Then she fucking calls. Like, are we going to talk? I'm like, what the fuck? Of all the times, now you're trying to get in touch with me? So I intended to send her a goodbye message. And so I sent that message to her. She had no idea what it was for. And I went back to trying to cut. And then fucking Steve calls again. So at this time, I'm like, okay. I look up and like, I got it. I got the sign. I get it. It's not my time. <laughs> you know, so I listened to Steve's message and he was a wreck. He was going through his shit and he was needing me to help him through his break. And I just fucking laughed because here I am trying to kill myself. And Steve, his his stubbornness <laughs> prevented me from ending my life. And I was like, OK, I got it. A guy from my group interrupted my attempt if that's not a sign from the gods and the heavens, I don't know what is. It's like, all right, it's just not my time. And I went to bed. Now, the next day, now I had to deal with life because I had already prepared not to <laughs> deal with anything. First thing, the girl that I was dating that you know we weren't speaking and she came by and tried to explain to what happened and that relationship ended. And then I left a message for Steve telling him exactly what happened. I told him, hey, bro, I know you're mad at me, but you saved my life. And I explained to him in detail what I went through and how he saved me. Eventually he called me back and then he came by and we, we talked it out and just talked about the things that were going on in our lives and shit and promised that we'd be there for each other. But said, I laugh. I was like, Steve, you know, you're an angry dude. <laughs> you're mad at me for not being there for you, but what you don't realize is that you were there for me more than you even realize it. With that realization, like, all right, I'm not supposed to die. It's like, all right, well, it's time for me to get up off my ass and live. And the weirdest thing happened. Like, I was filled with a new vigor of, of life and hope, and I don't know what happened. Like, literally, I broke up with a girl that I really cared about, had no intention on, on seeing the next day, and now all of a sudden, like, the prayer that I, that I asked, like, either do something, like, you know, or end this, I got what I asked for, and I got the rejuvenation that I needed to get to Act 3 of my life. Like I said, the first act of my life was high school and college. And I say, like, when I left New York, 
after my fight with DJ Threat, that, that was the first act. The second act was me in Ohio, me joining the Navy, and finishing my Navy career. And that act ended with that failed suicide attempt, but it, it brought forth a new feeling of hope to give me the good, warm, and fuzzy that this third act of life is going to be good. Like I told Brandon everything would happen, and after a while, I was like, you know what, Brandon? I'm ready. I'm ready to get back on the box. I'm ready to do some episodes. And that's why I called season three, act three, because it is the third act of my life. And since that moment that I was rejuvenated with new life, man, I felt fucking great. And my life still sucks. (laughs) I'm still going through divorce and separation. I don't see my kids. I am employed now, which is a good thing. But even when shit is bad, it doesn't cripple me like it did when I was in that pool of despair and depression. I just look up and like, all right, it's just another setback, but we're going to get there. This third act, it's going to happen. And no matter what, the bad times, yeah, they're going to be bad times, but I'm going to overcome. And that feeling hasn't left. I recorded the, the 50th episodes. I let DJ Threat listen to him early. And he's like, man, like, those were good. Like, you guys can really feel it in you. I told old Bobby Warden the story of what happened. And like, even he was like, damn, Joe, like, you just... You just look good. Something about you. Something changed. It's in your voice. It's in something about you. And that's what's changed. This new sense of life in this third act. And hopefully I can carry this third act into this podcast. Into the new undiscovered country of my life. So that's what happened. That's how season two ended. I became overly depressed. I tried to kill myself again. I was saved by divine intervention. And it gave me a new sense of vigor to get back on the box to do these episodes. Like I said, I enjoy doing this podcast and I'm going to keep on doing it as long as I'm alive. (laughs) And for some reason, and someone wants me alive. So that means you're getting these episodes. Now, when I release this episode, this bonus episode behind the mic for, I don't know. But I recorded it, which means that I've accepted what happened and I'm ready to move forward. For all the listeners out there that battle depression, I hope my story helps you. To let you know that you can't overcome. It will get better. Just keep on working at it. Don't give up. I gave up twice. And the gods in the heavens have prevented me from ending my life. Which means that there's something I need to do that I haven't fulfilled yet. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Don't doubt your mental health. Get help. Get help if you need it. I say one of the best things that happened to me was that first suicide attempt. Because I got the help I needed. COVID almost fucked me up. Big time. That quarantine shit. But I overcame. And if I can do it, <laughs> you could do it too. Trust me. So I thank you for listening. Feel free to listen to uh, the normal episodes. They're not this deep. They're not this heavy. It's just me enjoying myself, talking about things that I enjoy, which is comic books, comic book movies, comic book TV shows, action movies, and all that other good nerd shit. So I thank you for listening. I'm Joe Green. It's on my box. I'm out.